0: The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place.
1: From Illinois and New York, it's The Paternity Test. This week, King Cobras at Disney, Elective Surgery Dreams, Runaway Suburban Drones, and Verbal Threats from a Nine-Year-Old. And now, three guys who have dressed up as Queen Elsa for their daughters, here are the dads. Hello and welcome to Episode 8 of the Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago Suburbs.
0: I'm Matt Barrazi in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York.
1: Welcome back to the podcast that lives in fear of venomous snake attacks from Geneva, Illinois to Orlando, Florida.
0: Are there more of these things happening? I was They're gone everywhere.
2: Last week. King Cobra in Orlando. Okay. It was somebody's pet, so this is like Brooklyn, right? Where everybody's tigers get out and roam the streets. Somebody had a King Cobra, it got out, he went to the police and said it just escaped, but he lied because it had actually escaped days before.
0: Oh my God. When I first
1: read the headline, I thought it had something to do with G.I. Joe, and then I realized that it wasn't. I
2: wish. Cobra
1: loose in Orlando,
2: (laughs) Florida.
3: (laughs) Cobra! I'll get you, Mickey
2: Mouse.
1: Oh, yeah. Fortunately, his soldiers can't hit anybody with their guns, so everybody's (laughs) safe. Red lasers, well, blue lasers just flying past Goofy.
0: Oh, Lord. Yeah, but these people down there, they're used to alligators and crocodiles and coral snakes and racists and racists and crime. And anytime you turn on cops, 50% of the time it, they're in Orlando, Florida. So <laughs> it's not like these people don't live in fear of death all the time anyway.
2: Is it awful that I'm hoping for like a super high body count before they get that snake back? Because the snake is... is- is boned, right? Like they're going to kill that snake. They always kill the, the animal. Yeah. if yeah. they Find them. They will but. fight the Cobra using a Cobra helicopter. It'll blow it apart with the sidewinder missile and Gatling guns from the air. <laughs> well, Todd, how about your snake? How about the cotton mouth in, in Geneva?
1: That story fell off the radar so fast. I think it was a 24 hour story. And then it was gone because it could have been any snake. Remember the guy, the roofer who saw it, who called it in, and show the snake expert and convince him that it was a cottonmouth later said well no i didn't i guess he didn't speak great english so there was some miscommunication it, he didn't take the picture of the cottonmouth he looked up a picture of a cottonmouth because that's what it kind of looked like. It, Super sharp scientist, by the way, to not know the
2: difference between a roofer's cell phone pic and a Google image search.
1: Well, cause how often do you think that snake expert gets these kinds of calls? He was stoked. He was like, this is my he was moment, so excited. right? Yeah. The last thing yeah. he wanted was for it to not be real. You know, he wanted yeah. to be the guy who ID'd the snake and, you know, put everyone on the hunt.
2: Yeah, because you're sitting there at a desk that says Snake Expert on the yeah. name plate, and all your friends are walking by going, Hey, Snake Expert, you get a lot of calls about snakes. Yeah,
1: and you're oh, just, sitting, you're just sitting there picking the silver ball up and dropping it on one end to watch them go back and forth, right? <laughs> just passing the time with your latest edition of Snake Monthly on your desk. You know? <laughs> it's Snake fan Magazine.
0: <laughs> He's reading uh, the American Snake Journal. He's reading like other... Other research done by like his college buddies, who are highly respected snakeologists at Stanford and Berkeley and <laughs> UCLA. Snakes
1: and Ammo Magazine.
2: Chicks and Snakes. <laughs> yeah, he's got like his snake nemesis who gets all the press. Right, he's a Stephen Hawking of snake scientists, and he's there in you know the Iranian Journal of Snakes and Midwifery. Damn you, damn you,
0: Steve Peterson. <laughs> He's like Robin Williams and that other dude in Good Will Hunting.
1: And he's got a poster on the wall of Jake the Snake Roberts, his <laughs> idol.
0: A snake hanging from a tree branch by
2: one fang that says hang in there.
1: <laughs> so what's happening here? Is there Are we
2: being attacked by holograms of deadly animals? Because you know, Milwaukee Lion turned yeah. out to be nothing. The Geneva Snake turned out to be nothing. The Beloit Wildcat turned out to be nothing. And so far, no Orlando King Cobra, although it's early yet. Are we being attacked by holograms from outer space? Or are we uncovering, you know, are we destroying all the habitats and they're coming into the city? Because, frankly, I love this, and I want it to happen every day.
0: I think
1: this is a combination of people wanting to be the news and the news wanting there to be animals news. on the loose, like wanting there to be news. Right. I mean, it's they're so quick to just go, what? There's a lion in Milwaukee? Let's go! I think they spend very little time actually going, now, wait a minute. Let's take a step back here. and apply <laughs> Occam's razor to this. Yeah.
2: This is so much better than shark attacks, because shark attacks are only going to happen on a beach, pretty
1: much, right? Yeah, and they're real. Like, shark attacks actually happen. Fake lions are fun to talk about, and you can make jokes, but you can't. It's hard to make jokes about the kid who just lost his quad to a shark on a surfboard.
2: I don't know. There's something so great about people being killed by animals. You know, there's something so natural about it. You know, if if I ever die, my plan is to not. But if I do die, I'd love to get killed by an animal. And not a domestic animal, because that's stupid. Like, I don't it's want to get killed cheating. by somebody's pit bull next door. That stinks. But I want to get ripped in half by a bear.
1: In Those, half. Yeah. You, want, you want your face torn off by a monkey or something?
2: Better that than my face torn off by cancer, right? He wants a
0: good death. Native Americans.
2: <laughs> and a natural them. death. I want the, the earth to natural. come get me, to swallow <laughs> me up.
0: We, we are pretty much the only species that doesn't die by having our stomach eaten while we're alive, right?
2: Right. It's time to turn that around. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for Healthy, also known as the Dave Engel Death Watch.
0: Hey, everybody. It is nice to be back. I am like a phoenix.
1: Uh, Matt, you owe me 40 bucks. I
2: can't
0: believe he lived. Yeah. I lived through multiple surgeries And I think, you know, I love it so much. I might get some more because getting put under is so nice because they, you just go lay on a bed and they stick a needle in your hand and you don't even remember drowsing off. And you may not wake up. You know what's great about it? There's no one around who could possibly ask you to do anything. (laughs) Like the nurses are there to make sure you don't get out of bed too soon. You were
1: off the hook, right? You were completely off the hook. Oh,
0: God. I mean, while I was there... Now when I got home. Yeah. When I got home it was, you know, business as usual. Do
1: you so, did you did you dream? Do you dream while you're under anesthesia? I really don't know. I've never been
0: under before. I've been under a couple times. I no. I, I don't. But I also don't have adverse effects to whatever that is, you're going under. Like my wife has had to go under several times. Mm-hmm. And she actually she wakes up crying. Now it's weird. It's this really soft cry. She's not, like, bawling or anything, and she'll do it for, like, a minute, and then it stops. It's weird. It's the weirdest does thing. Do you have
2: any idea why she's crying? Has she been dragged back from heaven, or?
0: <laughs> she's <laughs> talked to her. She has no idea why. She remembers doing it, but
2: she has no idea why. Because the question is, is she crying because she's waking up, or is she crying because she's waking up? Is she crying because of what was happening to her while she was unconscious, or is she crying because she realizes what her life is?
0: Like Matthew McConaughey and. True detective. He's in a coma, but he's he's hanging out with his dead daughter. So then when he wake, he wakes up, he's totally bereft and can't handle life. She's a tough one like that. I, I don't think she knows. It's not even like a nap. It's like you just all of a sudden, you don't remember going to sleep. You're laying there. They're wheeling you through the hallway. And the next thing you know, your eyes are opening. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. See, I went under for my uh, wisdom teeth and woke up in full born identity mode. Like <laughs> where I, when I woke up, I was like, I don't know who I am or where I am. So clearly something terrible has happened to me and I need to <laughs> escape and get to the bottom of it. And they found me in the hallway. You know, in my head, I was creeping along the ceiling about to kill 10 people and jump out the window. But in fact, I was probably just weaving in the middle of a hallway of some, you know in some strip mall office. <laughs> they were like, sir, what's going on? And then they brought me back. But in my head, I was like,
0: Get out, get to the safe house. How come I know that there's three people sitting at the, <laughs> at the breakfast counter and one guy <laughs> knows how to handle himself? Right. <laughs> <laughs> how come I, I know I can run for 90 seconds straight full sprint without breaking a sweat?
2: So where are you at now?
0: The vocal surgery is, I think, the more interesting one of the two. Um, I met with this doctor, Dr. Kelly. He's, he's amazing. I went in. This is two and a half weeks ago. Um, he didn't have to take off any of my vocal cord. He was very conservative, and he said, "And he's been practicing." I think I heard him say, "I, I don't know." I think I heard him say, two decades, mm. but a long time."
2: That's a lot of practice. I hope he's ready to start.
0: I know. He said it was the largest, craziest polyp he'd <laughs> ever ever seen.
1: Now, do they keep? Do they take video of it?
0: Oh yeah, I've seen it i've seen it and it covered 80 percent of my right cord oh my gosh and and not only that this weird thin film tissue was growing between my two vocal cords at the where the two were closer to the bottom of the v you know where they connect and he's he's like this is something you see in people who've been smoking their whole life. Hmm. So something
2: you see in horror movies, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to call my family and tell them I love them. Um, <laughs> and for those of you listening, I am sorry that I'm uh, seem a little low energy. I, I have to talk at this level for the next several weeks. My voice is actually tired right now and I probably shouldn't even be talking uh, at this point in the evening, but I do it for you. It's healed. Except there's a scab on it. Oh. And he, there's a wet white scab. It's just nasty. But um, I was in
1: a band once called Wet White Scab.
0: <laughs> I think we've got our title. It was really great because he he was so conservative with it that it looks right now. It looks like the left cord, except for this little scab that hasn't fallen off yet. So, so it's gonna
2: it, fall off like an umbilical cord. Like your wife will find it in the hallway. <laughs>
0: I'll swallow it I'll, it'll, or it'll go into my lungs. You know what I mean? Basically. <laughs>
2: you'll you'll uh, ask I'll for it. it.
0: Right. The reason that scab is there, and that's what he thinks it is, is because they had to use a laser, um, which he didn't want to do, but he had to do because of the thickness. He said it was like way thicker than most of these things ever are. It, it's pretty disgusting. My kids were having a heyday. My daughter Cecilia wouldn't stop asking me to speak. When I got home, because I couldn't talk for about three days, four days, and I realized I couldn't be alone with my kids, because if they started to drown or if they caught fire, I really was, you know, I'm not going to ask for help. I just had surgery. I'm not going to ruin all this work that's just been help. done. Help. Help. Somebody <laughs> help me. Hey,
2: Why did my sister die again? Well, I wasn't going to ruin all that work they just did. Dr. (laughs) Dr. Kelly worked all afternoon on that. I'm supposed to be able to sing by
0: the fall. That's why we had two of you redundancy. It's funny because I can talk now, but I can't shout. I can't raise my voice. I can't project. And one of the nicest things about that was not having to respond to people. And not like my wife would yell, everyone's spouse does this or they yell across the house. And I hate it because I, I don't want to yell back. I want us to act like civilized human beings and walk up to each other and talk. And it was great because I didn't have to answer her. <laughs> and, and even now, if she's on the other side of the house, I don't have to answer her. She also does this thing with me that where she'll, I'll ask her, I'll say something, and she'll say what? But she says what? before she's processed the question. Uh uh-huh, sure. And so then she'll ans she'll answer me before I have a chance to ask again. So sort of as a resolution of mine as part of this healing process, I've s- I've stopped restating under any circumstances what I just said.
1: <laughs> There's a term for that. When you automatically like you say what but then you process it in your brain and you, then you yep. know what the person says. That happens. I, I say that all the time to Kelly. She'll ask me a question. I'll go, what? Yeah, it's over there. But there's no reason for me to say what in the oh, first place because I really did hear her.
0: Right. Yeah, she does it all the time. So I'm breaking her of that slowly. The one problem I am having is my daughters like to take tricycles out on the our road, and my wife and I will walk with them, and they get too far in front of us.
1: That's their problem.
0: I, it really, well, it will be eventually. And I have to remind my wife, For her, she is the one that, she's much more laissez-faire about them on trikes. I have my head on a swivel, whereas she's just really looking at the 180 degrees. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that would normally run up to them, yell at them. but And she doesn't now. When we take these walks, because she's assuming I'm going to do it. So I have to constantly remind her. I'm like, Nick, Nick, you, you have to scream at them so they don't get run over by a car. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very stressful. And the people at work are loving it because I'm a completely obnoxious, loud human being. The teachers in my department are getting a kick out of the fact that I can't really talk. I love this new you. <laughs> yeah. So, and the vasectomy was, that took off.
1: You were out for the vasectomy too. It wasn't one of those awake ones like I had.
0: I was out for that. You know, they didn't really offer me the option. They they said, okay, we're going to put you under. I'm like, really? They're like, well, we can do the local, but there's no harm in putting you under a little bit. I'm like, fine, whatever. I hear a lot of people have a lot of pain. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have any pain, and but they I got didn't
1: it. really vasect you. Yeah, they put you it. under. They like probably pulled your pants down and you know drew funny faces on your genitalia, and then and woke you up. Yeah, you're fine. You'll never have kids again. Get
0: out You'll of never here. have kids again. Get out of here, you big lug. <laughs> you. kind of rubbed my head as I left the room. I got it Thursday and Sunday night. I was up on a ladder cutting down tree limbs, so <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. I was really surprised.
1: You just did it to prove you were a man. Like, see, I'm still a man. I'm still a man. I can cut down a tree. You don't need to be able to procreate. <laughs> I'm still a man. Watch <laughs> me cut this down. <sighs>
2: <laughs> hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? It's easier than ever. Go to the support page at paternitypodcast.com. You will see our Amazon portal there. It's very clear where it is and what it is. As soon as you click on it, it opens up an Amazon window, and that's it. Just go shopping. You don't sign up for anything. You don't make a password. You don't pay extra. You don't do a darn thing. Amazon opens. You shop. They send us some of their profits, and we use that money to keep this show on the air. Todd, you've been doing some Amazon shopping. What would you buy yourself?
1: I bought a mini i'd call it a mini drone or a mini quadcopter i don't know if you remember a couple of years back i purchased a couple of small remote control helicopters i enjoyed those a lot uh, but they've you know they it's been a couple of years they also think so have last they gone ever.
0: to
2: remote control helicopter heaven did they you, have
1: they have so now did
2: you did you crash them to death or did you blow them up with firecrackers i think we a little to bit to of both like they they, they
1: they got a little bit of crashed to death, and I, I believe you know because they the the propellers on there are unprotected. So every time you'd crash, you're hitting you know the propellers are are spinning around and hitting the wall or hitting the floor, and so eventually, yeah, it, it they they gave up the ghost. Insurgents
2: so, with rocket uh, shoulder-mounted mm-hmm. rocket launchers will take them out. Tiny insurgents.
1: Yes, yeah, surface-to-air missiles. And uh, so, anyway, but everyone's into drones now, right? Drones are the big thing now. I I did not get a camera drone, a drone, you know, so I can spy my neighbors. But I think this one could be kind of a gateway drug to that.
2: Now you say they're big, but they're big with horrible, villainous people who cause forest fires to rage on, right? And who crash planes and stuff,
1: and and some just hobbyists. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my hobby so, is hor-
2: perpetuating forest fires and. No uh, yeah I
1: mean certainly I think the people who use them the right way wouldn't want to get lumped into the peop- the assholes who like fly them over burning buildings and make the firemen stop what they're doing <laughs> and I also think some people are overly sensitive to drones i wouldn't I certainly don't advocate being able to fly them over forest fires or airports, but I think they overreact sometimes to just a drone in the air they think that they're they think that a laser's going to shoot out of it and disintegrate them or something i don't know. Well, can you
2: really not? I mean, I'm I I don't know if you knew this, but I'm not a rescue pirate pirate. I'm not a rescue pirate. (laughs) I'm not a rescue pilot. Would a drone crash your firefighting plane?
1: Most of them certainly would not. But again, when it comes to like giant aircraft, they take a lot of precautions like they wouldn't want, you know, just like a a normal jet Airplane could probably suck a goose into the engine and make it back to the airport okay. Same with these 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 drones. Even the even the d- bigger ones that have cameras on them, you know, only weigh ten pounds or less, and they're plastic. And so a plane going five hundred miles an hour would probably bounce off of it like a gnat and shatter you know shatter the drone, but it wouldn't affect the airplane. I, again, I'm not saying that we should be able to fly them over airports, but
0: Are you Todd? Isn't that what you're saying?
1: They go well, they go right to That's the worst-case exactly scenario. So, <laughs> I bought what I have is a tiny. I got it on Amazon. I love it. It's the perfect price for like just for fun. It's $24, which to me, if I can get something for $24, I Well, can the new uh, the, disposable, the, right? The like, BB8,
2: the BB8 drone, the Star Wars BB8 oh, 8 drone that goes on those. sale tonight at midnight at time of recording, mm-hmm. uh is $150.
1: Yeah, so, I can't justify that. And it that. doesn't fly. It, it just, doesn't even fly. It just rolls, rolls around. around. <laughs> but it's so cool. Looking. So this is a, a SEMA is the brand name of it. It's a mini drone. It's probably only about probably 8 inches across. It's terribly fun. It's very stable for a drone. And you could fly it indoors or outdoors. Those are the things. The little helicopters I had, you could only fly indoors. You took them outside, and any little wind would just knock. They'd just flip over and fall. So this, you could actually fly outdoors. Here's the thing, though. The helicopters are justified by saying, "Oh, I'll have a lot of fun with the kids. They'll they'll be able to play with the helicopters." And they did. We played with them together. I got two of them. Alex was got pretty good at flying it. The drone, I kind of can't let them fly it. Why? It's too hard. Like they've I've let Alex try and he gave up. He's like, I can't. There's too many controls because it's not just the helicopter has a front a definite front and a back to it. And it's I don't know. It's easier to drive. It's like driving a remote control car, kind of. But the drone, you have, you know, your altitude up and down, but then it also spins around, and then you have your left, right, forward, and back, and you need a combination of all those to kind of fly it the way you want to. It's not easy to fly. I've almost lost, like, completely lost it a couple times where I was in the backyard, and it started to fly away from me, and I couldn't think and move my hands fast enough to compensate. And it just kept going and going, you know, and I'm like, wait <laughs> like a minute. Like it mi-. would
2: fly away, like like yeah, a balloon?
1: <laughs> yeah, like it would just keep going. And I was trying to, I couldn't get the right orientation in my head of what way to push the controller to make it fly back towards me. This is a $24 drone. It's now, I have flown another drone that's $1,200. I don't own it, but I've been able Whoa, to fly wow. it. That one is amazing. You, it, It's so much easier to fly because... If you, first of all, if you just let go of the controls, like the one I have, if I let go of the controls, it's just going to keep going, right? You know, it'll keep flying up or it'll keep flying down or it'll whatever. It'll crash. This one, you let go of the controls, the, the big expensive one, and it just, stand, it just hovers in place. You can fly it like a mile what? and a half away from your location. You can look at a little, you connect your iPhone to it and it hooks onto the remote and you can see a live video feed of what your drone is seeing, and you could fly that a mile and a half away and still get a good, uh, high-quality, like, HD picture to your phone.
2: A mile and a half away. Yes. So you're, out of your line of sight.
1: Well, you're not supposed to, You're not allowed to, you know. You're not, it's got to be in your line of sight, you know, to, to follow the rules of the FAA. But you can fly it out of your line of sight pretty What's easily if FAA? you want to. FAA?
2: Like, you don't get an, a license from the FAA when you buy these drones, right?
1: No, so but you're, you're going to have you're going system with the FAA. You are if you're a hobbyist, yeah, you're on the honor system. I and mean, it's really working out, too. But they are going to start As California burns. Exactly. The ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the other thing this one will do is if the remote loses control of it, like say my remote dies or I have a heart attack or the battery is dying and I don't realize the batteries dying, yes. it automatically takes control of itself, flies back to where it took off from and lands in, in the exact same spot it took off from. What it knows where it took off from using GPS.
0: This is the twelve hundred dollar one. This is the twelve hundred dollar
1: one. Yeah, mine will just keep flying away from well, me until the battery dies and it'll. It's crash.
0: good. It's good to know that if you have a heart attack and die, your kid won't well, be on twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, they won't right? be on
1: twelve hundred bucks. They'll at least get to inherit your drone. Actually,
2: the twelve hundred dollar one. If you die of a heart attack, it parents your child for you. <laughs> you're gonna come home and your the drone's gonna be sitting on the couch with its arm around your wife, it's like one <laughs> propeller bent her <around> your shoulders. <laughs> Our Drinking. new daddy can fly.
1: If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick and easy, and it improves our iTunes ratings and helps new listeners find us. And if you have a friend who you know would like the show but can't work all the boops and the beeps, then show him how to download a podcast app and subscribe. Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Help a man download a fishing app, and he can call up fish on demand.
2: You didn't put all that work into learning to read just so you could parse John Grisham novels in the airport. Read our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine. And visit the Paternity Test blog every week at chicagoparent.com. It's time once again for Mr. Manners. That's where we tell the kids that the good swear words are reserved for
1: the guests. Ellie is a uh, sassy pants. She is and and I think all of our daughters are kind of sassy pants, right? We we all have they all Mine got is. a little sass, right? Ellie though is 9, definitely going on 16. And you know, sometimes her sass makes me want to grab her by her hair and drag her across the room and you know, make her do what she's supposed to do instead of sassing back. And sometimes I'm proud of her. Kind of proud of her. Of what she- <laughs> her, proud of her, her sass. sass ba- her, her, I was proud of her in this instance. Some of them, some, some of the sass I like. There's good sass. There's bad sass.
2: Is it a lot of Disney Channel? Like the, that's sass? the that's the stuff
1: I hate. That's the stuff I hate. So her sass is a lot more body language. I get the deep eye rolls. You know, the kind you can hear. Ask the to middle deep...
2: finger, the kind you can feel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, one of the things my kids hate to do is they hate to run errands. Especially now that they know they're, you know, Alex is old enough to stay home alone. So he's always like. I'm like, hey, you know, we got to go to the grocery store today. And he's like, I can stay home, right? Like, that's just, he loves it, right? Oh, sure. That's when he straps on the Titanfall and plays the Xbox. That's what I'm assuming is happening while I'm gone, and I don't want to hear any other suggestions of what might be happening. (laughs) Now, Ellie is nine. She's not quite there where she could stay home alone. She stays home with Alex if we run to the store and they could stay home, and I feel like they, you know, can get along. But there's times when I just want them to run errands because I want them to realize that, the errands are part like running errands is part of your life. Like you have to come help us at the grocery store and pick out the things you want in your lunches, and you know, so you don't complain about it when I bring it home. Like you, you have to come help us do these things. I want you
2: to come point at the things you want me to buy you.
1: Yes. So yeah, don't, don't make me take back the six boxes of Capri Suns I bought because they were the wrong flavor. Don't Jeez.
2: throw these brioche buns back in my face because <laughs> they were <laughs> chocolate
1: chip. So I I forced him to go to the store with me, and uh, so we were just going to one store. We did, went to the store, and on the and on the way out, jokingly, uh, although maybe I, I can't remember if I tried to say jokingly or more seriously. But I was just messing around with him, and I said, "I go, all right, kids, only three more stores, and then we'll get to go home." Ellie goes, "Dad, no, I'm going to punch you in the face." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Good for you. Like, you know, very direct. It, it wasn't as much sass as just. I don't know what we'd call that, confident aggression. (laughs) I don't know. Violent, a little violent, Uh but not not bad violent. Aggressive, aggressive. Aggressive, aggressive. It's just aggressive, aggressive. And I appreciated the straightforward nature. Yeah, it's going to serve her
2: really well in school. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing is I think I do like that she can pull that one out because I think – Say another nine-year-old is, you know, giving her grief on the playground or, you know, she could pull that out and I think he would back off.
2: Or a math teacher could say, get out your pencils, we're going to take a pop quiz. jeez, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> That's right. That's will, her catchphrase. I will karate
1: chop your larynx.
2: <laughs> catchphrase. That could if your be house
0: a is a sitcom, mm-hmm. if your family is on a sitcom, that is her catchphrase. Yeah, instead That's of... That's when everyone claps. Dinner time,
2: machi- everybody. Mom made meatloaf. I'm gonna punch you in the
1: face. Then <laughs> the laugh track and, yeah. Well, you know, Michelle on Full House had "You Got It, Dude," and Stephanie had uh, "How Rude," and Ellie's got "I'm Gonna Punch You in the Face."
0: Yeah, d- <laughs> did I do that? No, it yeah.
1: certainly made me think twice about whether or not I really would have gone to a second store or not. That's for sure. Well,
2: you don't want to get punched in the face.
1: So, what? <clears throat> this is the thing I've always tried to teach my kids: is that there are times when you can say something like that. And it's, it's funny because she's obviously not being serious. I don't think she would really punch me in the face. So I got the humor of it. I thought it was funny. And I, I guess I, I want to continue to teach my kids of when they can use that kind of humor and when they can't. So are there things that you let your kids get away with at home that you don't let them get away with in public or like your girls are younger. So it's, you probably, you know, they haven't decided they want to punch you in the face yet. They don't know that, but they will figure it out eventually. When it comes to the words and language, are there things that, that that are okay in the house but not out in public?
0: Oh yeah, potty talk. Yeah, we I had know Viva loves to say that... the word penis, right?
2: She, did, she liked penis for a long time, um, and we said po- potty talk can only be said in the bathroom, mm-hmm. which makes her just bust it out in the bathroom. So, we didn't really mean, like, so save you, it and yeah. then say lots of dirty things in the bathroom. Even when we she meant doesn't like,
1: have to bring it up. It's just, no, she, 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 walks, just she walk steps into the bathroom. pee pee, penis,
2: vagina. <laughs> yeah, she loves it. Yeah, that was not our intention. We just meant like sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to say poop in the bathroom, but instead she walks in the bathroom and she's like, poop walks into a bar. Yeah. (laughs) So there's that for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says a lot that daddy's weird. Like she and mommy have a running thing of like daddy's being weird again. (laughs) Uh, And I don't want her calling people weird out in the world. So we're trying to make that a at home only thing. I got a seriously from her today. Mm. I said, honey, it's time for bath. And she said, I just want a few minutes alone. Seriously.
1: Oh, not even like a, oh, okay, oh. that kind of seriously. Uh-huh. I think that's got to be from the babysitters, right? Or is that something you're, uh, Professor Foster says?
2: I don't know. Seriously. Yeah. I say seriously bro a lot when I get really mad. Mm-hmm. Like if it was a student that I just want to kill, I'll be like, seriously bro, get in your seat or what have you. Um, <laughs> but I don't know that she's heard that. Do
1: they respond to seriously bro or are they like, did you just bro me? They say, don't bro me, bro. Don't bro me, bro. I ain't your bro, bro. <laughs> don't bro me if you don't know me. <laughs> there it is.
2: <laughs> you know, at home you're tired and mm-hmm. it's a 24-hour battle with your child, particularly yeah. with, a, with a young child, but I think probably with your kids as well. Is you're, you're like, I mean,
1: just like the, 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 my experience at the Georgia Aquarium a couple months back, we talked about on a couple a couple episodes ago about the young boy who dropped the F-bomb when describing a beluga whale. Like he got so excited about mm-hmm. the beluga whale, he dropped the f bomb as loud as he could, and the mom was just like, "But it was obviously wasn't like the first time he had said it, right? It wasn't
2: a, an epiphany moment. Like it, yeah. it, 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 he wasn't speaking in tongues because he was so excited about the beluga whale. No, I <laughs> this got was
1: already in his toolbox. I got to secretly swear when I was younger in front of my like my mom would have a pretty high tolerance in private for me to say I could say the s word and d word, you know, hell, I could say I could say a Quite a few things. The F-bomb was pretty much off limits, but I could I could say a lot of other things in front of her when I was a lot younger. Not three or four, but younger than I probably most parents probably would let you. But I didn't have that same freedom in front of my, my dad or other adults. But I, I knew when I could use it. I think there's only one time in my life that I let it slip in a very inappropriate time, and that's at Christmas. I got a gift <laughs> from a, I guess you'd call it a step-grandmother, right? Like yeah, my sure. stepfather's parents would be my step grandparents
2: i guess so i didn't really
1: know them well or anything they sent a knockoff transformer right so it was a it, it was a transformer but not the real it was it was a you know it, it was soundblade soundblade
2: <laughs> it, it was ultratron <laughs> and
1: uh and i called star
2: it star shout
1: and i opened it i looked at it a little bit and i called it a piece of s
2: you did not
1: at, wow probably at 10 years old i said this is a piece of s in front wait. of, in front of my stepfather. Not in front of the step because they're they, were, they were like uh, they mailed the gifts and, and that was probably that's and I remember it vividly and I remember how knowing oh wait a minute I can't just say this in front of and it wasn't the swear it was also the obviously the ingratitude. for I was gonna it, say the man. more
2: obnoxious than the obscenity there is just like, yes the, the privilege the, you. Yeah.
1: But I certainly learned my lesson and I remember that vividly. Alex, I don't think is. <laughs> Alex, I don't worry about being too
0: inappropriate. Uh,
2: Optimus Peak? What a piece of S.
0: <laughs> I told my grandmother on my birthday that the cake was too dry once. <laughs>
1: how dare she, you, grandmother? How dare
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> she asked me, How was the cake? I said, It was good, it was, it was a little dry.
1: Oh, and she cried. And my mom was standing there. <laughs> did you get well, she, the look or did she, was it like my, your mom? My mom, yeah.
0: well, my mom lost it on me. Oh, yeah. And she's like, David. I'm like, what? She didn't make it. She like she bought it at the store. It <laughs> <laughs> didn't make it better somehow.
1: No, it doesn't. And kids don't get that sometimes. You know? Yeah, I remember the
2: Veterans Day when I told my granddad, how come the Allies pushed out and didn't keep marching to Moscow and Tokyo?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're so cross. Why don't I go to Disneyland every day <laughs> where Hiroshima shouldn't be? <laughs> Why is that not my personal playland? Uh, there's a,
2: a, a terrible habit that my father and my father-in-law have that I've noticed related to what, you know, what's allowed to go on where. And it's that, you know, they, obviously the fathers sort of interact with the baby less than the mothers and less than us, right? So the baby's more afraid of them than all the rest of us. So yeah. the big voice, like the voice of God, still works from my dad and from my father-in-law. So mm-hmm. if Viva's being a brat, they say, like, "That's inappropriate. You stop it right now. I'll have none of that." And she gets scared and she stops. So every time I see them, they make it a point to remind me that when they're around, all that nonsense that happens at our house doesn't happen with them. They just tell Viva like it is. And, you know, you nod and you say, yes, my tough dad and father-in-law, you sure tell. I never thought of that. I never thought of telling her to stop in a stern voice. I wish I had your <laughs> parenting prowess. <laughs> but the fact is, they're just, you know, she spent even a couple more days a month with them. She would run over them like, you know, yeah. like Sherman's March to the Sea, just like she does everybody else. And they don't realize, and they just don't realize the fatigue that comes with fighting the fight all day, every day.
0: I feel like you must forget. It it can't be visceral after three decades or four decades.
2: I think you forget very quickly. That's why people have more than one kid, because they forget how tired they were.
0: Yeah. That's exactly it. (laughs) All the nuance is gone. God, tonight with (laughs) Cecilia, I'm like alone with my daughter's. I can't yell, and I'm like, all right, uh let you watch a show, watch you know twenty minute Sophia the First, which is great. It's a show about a, a girl that becomes a princess, and she's better than everybody else now, which is a good message <laughs> to send Disney figured out how to get us to watch princess shows that are actually about five year olds and not about hot adult princesses mm-hmm.
2: And that so are they, like nouveau riche princesses that aren't born into royalty. So in case you were alienated by your lack of
0: right. monarchical heritage. Right. It's, uh, it could still happen to me. Yep. Right. Just like the lottery. And so <laughs> they watch one. And they go, like, can we watch one more? Because they're going to go to bed. I'm like, yeah, you can watch one more. And they go, can we watch the third one? And I go, shove it. No. <laughs> I didn't say, sh- I didn't say shove it. But I said, no, we're going to go brush her teeth. Cecilia lost her mind. Joey went in and brushed her teeth. Cecilia was, for an hour and a half, no. Oh, my gosh. Uh, an hour and an hour 45. Oh. Uh, she repeated the phrase, I want to brush my teeth. Because when I brought her in to brush her teeth, she was too upset to brush her teeth. <laughs> I tried to get her to calm down. I said, this is it. I'm washing the toothpaste off this brush. <laughs> and if you don't if you don't brush your teeth right now, you're not brushing your teeth. She didn't stop. I washed <laughs> off the toothbrush, which incensed her, and then I put the girls in bed. you monster I know I said, oh, I'm turning the lights out, I'm shutting the door, all that stuff you know'cause I have a night light and like and then i I said, you know what I was gonna take Joey out of the room, I'm like, screw that, Cecilia is the one causing the problems. So I made her sleep in the guest room. Wow. <laughs> so I, cause Joey was like, daddy, I can't sleep. She's too loud. So, and then she went on to repeat the phrase. I want to brush my teeth for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> I don't think I could
2: shout. I've been buried alive. mistakenly. Someone please let me out of this coffin for an
0: hour and 45 minutes. I'd get hungry. I'd die of fake hunger. <laughs>
2: i die of a broken heart.
0: Stop creating Bernie Sanders subreddits for a few minutes and like our page on Facebook. Share our posts and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram, at the Paternity Test, and on Twitter at the Dad Test.
1: Send us a question or comment for the paternity test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. or leave us a voicemail at our phone number six five seven bad dads. If you want us, you can call us on your audio phone, like this guy did.
3: Hey guys, I uh, really enjoyed the podcast, fans from the earlier one, and I was listening and I heard a story about the one of guys getting the vasectomy, and I thought I'd call and give a quick. A horror story of mine. So, I'm, I went to have it because you know I was—that's a responsible thing to do. So the wife doesn't have to have all the major surgery. And why should and, she have all the uh, fun? I went in. Mm-hmm. You know, gave me the volume, no problem. Got the first one done. And then 45 minutes later, the doctor told me that for some reason he could not get to the second, the other one, and would have to have surgery. You know, that's what you want 45 minutes of someone. Around down there and squeezing and stuff, and that, but you know, I was on value, so I was like, Hey, it's cool man, that this happened because it never happened to me, you know. I was like, Well, whatever, because you know, I was doing good, <laughs> so <laughs> whatever. Several months later, because I was on business trips and couldn't find the time to do it,
0: I uh-huh. kind of scheduled
3: the, um, the actual surgery for the other side, went in, got put under, all that kind of stuff, so you know, I had it twice, which you know, two levels of pain. Next morning, woke up with apparently somehow catching a stomach bug. Staff in the hospital. So um, they he went in through his belly button and feeling <laughs> bad and everything. And there I was sitting on the toilet for most of the day. Now what you want to do is introduce you know that around an incision. Oh. Finally, <laughs> drove myself against all the um, doctor's advice to my doctor, who gave me some medicine. Because that's as quick as I could get in. Because you know, I didn't know what was on. And hopefully, they just didn't want it yeah, near. Our story. Had <laughs> to have a vasectomy. Tried to make it easy. Had to suffer through it twice. Had a stomach virus. Yep, that's my story. So I hope it's um, hope it's a lot of, uh, worse than yours, and hope yours went well. And again, <laughs> thanks for the podcast. I appreciate it. This is it.
2: Of course we're going to play it, Ed. You went through like 10 vasectomies just to get it to work. We're definitely going to, you know, that's enough effort to get a phone call played for sure. That is the third person I've heard
0: who's had their vasectomy done twice. Third. I know that sometimes they have to do extra cutting. Like they can't get to certain spots. So they end up, you know. Which is funny
1: because you wouldn't think it's that complicated down there. It's a bag with two things in it and some other stuff. Yeah, some tubes. So, I don't know, I, it just it's funny that there would be complications, because it just seems like that's one of the least complex areas of your body.
0: Are you, are you speaking medically here?
1: <laughs> well, you know, just in terms of what's down there.
0: <laughs> it's just, well, it is kind of a...
1: My doctor made it seem so like, oh, well, you know, we just go down there, we grab it, we cut yeah. it, we cut it, right, grab it, cut it, you're done, You get out of here.
0: It, it's not exactly a moving target.
1: I'd love to figure, like, learn what could happen, and that it takes forty-five minutes of digging around, and you get, and the doctor gives up. He's like, "Yeah, we can't." Sorry, like there had to be more to it.
2: Did he go to a real doctor, or did he have his buddies get, you know, do it? And he just have some whiskey and lay down in the garage, or did he go to
0: like strip mall? Right. So people get their brains operated on. You don't just sew them back up and say well, we couldn't find it.
2: People get face transplants. People get heart transplants, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: and yet. I know three people who have had two things are supposed to be snipped, and they've had it done twice. I'm well, absolutely the doctor's gaffled.
1: office was in the back of a nail salon, so <laughs> he couldn't
2: get the
1: he couldn't get the vasectomy, but but his toes looked fabulous when they, it was they
2: do done. these all day. They do more vasectomies these days than they did uh, ice pick lobotomies in the '60s. He said he was on Valium.
1: That's what this they guy- gave me. Yeah, they give me a, they give you a Valium to relax you. And then they just give you local anesthetic, and then you're good to go. And that's what that's the way I had it done. And I loved the being I loved the volume, I loved it. It was the best part of the whole thing. You just wow. every, everything was cool. You were chill about everything. You always had a little bit of a smile on your face, just a, a big happy dumb grin all the time, all day long. You talk a lot. You get a little you get a little chatty. A little chatty, a little giggly, you know. Hey doc,
0: you done digging around down there? Yeah, yeah tee hee hee! You're slicing up my genitals. Well, that's the thing.
1: Is that you also lose. Yeah, you lose your modesty. You lose your. You know, it takes away some of the inhibitions about the dry shave that's going to happen and everything. So, <laughs> it's
0: all good. I ever tell you I killed somebody, Doc?
1: <laughs> you know you're I not. Did. You're not allowed to repeat that, right? We got privilege <laughs> here.
0: We got doctor-patient privilege. <laughs>
1: It's time now for Pizza Robots and Laser Tag, where you hope your wife doesn't catch you eating all the leftover cake off the kids' plates.
2: So last week, I said that we were having trouble finding a location for Viva's birthday party, and I think we've given up.
1: You haven't booked the Drake or the Palmer Good. House? or right, the Field uh, Museum. You haven't rented out the Lincoln Park Zoo? The Lake Michigan. Yeah, yeah. can you just <laughs> you book Lake Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> Is that good enough for? Can We're, you? Uh...
2: We are reclaiming Miggsfield as a birthday pavilion. There you what go. What about that
1: sailboat that li- that, ta- that 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 uh, that's at the Navy Pier in Chicago? The the windy. Could you put a dozen and a half four year olds on a, on a sailboat in Lake Michigan? <laughs> I think that's how the Eastland disaster started.
0: <laughs> what about the Ferris wheel? Oh, there you there go. Enough, There's enough room for about seven kids in that Ferris wheel. God,
2: mm-hmm. you know, every time we drive. By Navy Pier, which is every couple a of lot, days, yeah. my daughter says, "You know, she can't wait to get on the Ferris wheel," and I'm dreading the first day we're on that Ferris wheel. I'll tell wheel.
1: you what; I've I've told you the story about the first time I went on there with my kids. Like I, I've always been a daredevil, and I love heights and I love roller coasters. Well, I go on the Ferris wheel with my kids, and I was terrified. It was it was eight and a half minutes of terror. And I just, I wouldn't let go of Ellie. I like put her on my lap and put my mm-hmm. arm around her and I just held on for dear life because I was so afraid that she'd somehow squeeze through between two of the pipes on the doorway or something and fall Which down.
2: Which is not hard at all. My parents took me on a carnival ferris wheel when I was a kid and I, when I was probably Viva's age, and I aggressively tried to get down <laughs> from the car while yeah. it was at the top.
1: Oh, it was terrible. So you should go on it just because you can experience the fear because you never think something that moves at, like, two miles an hour would scare you that much, but you'll be terrified when you're on there with your dog. Right,
2: it's the the Prairie Home Companion of rides. Like, it's the
1: gentle, slow, wheezing
2: ride. (laughs) But it's still way high up in the air, and there's very little holding you in, so it's it's meant for adults.
1: Yes. Adults in 1910. So the Ferris wheel's out, so where are you guys going to end up? Well, I think we're doing it at the house. Oh, back at the house. All the rentals do
2: is cost you a few hundred dollars for a space, which you then have to somehow fill with food Yes. And cake. Uh, and most of the spaces, being urban spaces, most of the spaces don't fit as many people as we want to invite. Because what we're finding is that this year, our circle of invitations has gone up quite a bit. Oh, it's gone up. Uh, I
1: would think that you could start to narrow to, it down. To whittle, to whittle it. Well,
2: Preschool. See, oh, man, it's really going. And And we were trying to get the party earlier so it could happen before the school year started so that we can invite less people. And I'm afraid it's just going to skyrocket on the first day of school because pretty soon people are going to talk. You know, you can't invite some people and not others. It's going to get going to get ugly. We're finding that we've got a huge new circle of friends developing because when you are a, a modern parent now, you have to make a new circle of friends surrounding your child's life. Yeah. Because your traditional friends, like your high school friends, your college friends, your grad school friends, one they're in a diaspora, right? You all, all move to different places, and two you've had kids at ages varying from eighteen to about forty-five, right? So like, there's no reason, Todd, your kids are like twenty-five years old, mm-hmm. so now to have a toddler birthday party where princesses are going to show up and people are going to like badly play bean bags, you suddenly need other three and four-year-olds, and when you're in, you know, when you're in Overprogrammed urban toddler you find all these new all these new friends so to fit them in a room we can't do the swedish museum with the dancing abba people but we have a new set of problems and that is that sweet so it's gonna be a disney princess party we're gonna we're doubling down on princess again i think it's gonna be ariel and bell we have to indoctrinate our kid into bell because even though she has lots of bell toys she hasn't watched the cartoon yet because she's desperately afraid of the beast so we're trying to get her stoked about bell before bell arrives because she's mostly excited about Little Mermaid. And I got to tell you, I'm not that excited about live action aerials because they always have some weird dress shaped like a tail. It
1: just yeah. doesn't And if work. they go with the if they go with the, the aerial with legs, then they're...
2: They're not a mermaid. They're just some yeah. girl. Yeah. They're just some former
0: fish person who is now married to a prince. Mm-hmm. I think this means you have to move. I think this is going to begin the process of... Because you're on a... In a one-year, two-year plan to get out of the city. Uh, it could, it could come to that. Yeah. You know, you need a backyard. You need a basement. Uh, well, I do need. A, I,
2: I do want a Pac-Man machine. It's not going to happen in a, a condo.
0: No, no.
2: USS Flag isn't going to get laid out in this condo. I, mean, I think that's what you need. There'll be a plenty, plenty of room for a video game machine
1: where my dignity used to be. It's going to be pretty tough to have a. Uh a kid party in the condo. It's gonna happen. It's just not gonna be very fun. It's gonna to be too hot and too crowded. It's gonna be packed uh, in. I guess the only good thing about having you know, if you if you have a party that you don't where you don't have live action, where you don't have LARPing bolt. You know, <laughs> where, don't, don't yes. <laughs> where you don't where you don't have the princesses is that then you need to have activities instead. And I suppose, you know, like you've got to have games, you know, and then you've got to figure out how to set that up. Well, I suppose with the the princesses there, they are live entertainment, and they just need to kind of stand around and tell all the little girls how pretty they are and little boys how handsome they are and maybe braid some, some hair. Songs. sing some songs.
2: They uh, like can play maybe some very small circle games, mm. maybe some sort of scavenger hunt. They could watch my Criterion Collection copy of... Brazil or Doctor Strange Love. What else sure. can you do in an urban condo?
1: Wine tasting. You've got that long hallway. Is there a game involving the hallway, like a pin the tail? pin to tail on Ariel. She's a fish.
0: Yeah. You could have a Jason Bourne fight. They're always fighting in tiny rooms. Right. It
1: could be like <laughs> uh,
2: you know when they when they chase each other around Morocco. Mm-hmm.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. You could because uh, in the get, tiny in the in the tiny room fight, you always get a chance to like walk up a wall while tangled right. up with another person, arm to arm. You
0: know. Right? Or roll up a magazine and use it as a bat?
1: You sure? <laughs> so,
2: yeah. We could reenact the Winter Soldier elevator fight. We could do some, yeah, we could do some uh, Inception esque uh, ceiling walking. There's so many things we could do. Here, here's the new problem. Even though we've already got two princesses coming, Aviva said the other day, hey, I really want Joe from Blues
1: Clues to come to my party.
2: And that's what she wants most you could probably the get the real.
1: You could probably get the real Joe. I mean, you can't. What is he doing these days, you know?
2: Right. It, it, uh, it was canceled in 2007, which is getting to be quite some time ago. I did see him on last year's final season of Damages with Gun Close, in <laughs> sure. which he walked into a room where Judd Hirsch from Taxi was lying on a couch, and he said, do you have any dry cleaning you need me to take, sir? And then he left the room. So that's that's where that's where Joe from Blues Clues is at this point. Yeah. The mighty have fallen.
1: But he's in L.A. That's far from here. Well, I mean, how hard is it to get a striped shirt and a and a bad haircut? There's got to be someone around. I mean, you got if if you could if you could wrangle some girls to dress like Disney princesses, you could. Certainly- All right,
2: I've got a former student who is an actor who looks a lot like Joe from Blue's Clues. Like, kind of a lot. I even ran into him today in Whole Foods and talked to him about it and said, can we throw a green shirt on you and have you come be Joe? But my wife said, because it's a live... You know, it's not... The princesses from Frozen are CG people. And then a live person shows up, and you're not quite sure how that translates. So anything that might be a little bit different, like they don't have those gigantic thyroid eyes, you
0: just say, (laughs) well, you know,
2: they've become flesh. So (laughs) they look a little different. He's a live guy, so... Oh. I don't think there's
0: any difference. I mean, it's kind of like you're not the you, real
2: Joe and flip out.
0: Yeah, but it's like you go to Disney World and there's Mary Poppins and there's oh, Snow White. True, true. You know, and true. let me tell you, I was talking to Cecilia yesterday about Ariel and somehow the conversation turned to, well, yeah, but she's not real. Of course, you know, Ariel's not real. And immediately she like pushed back and said, "She is real, you know. She is. This is is, her Ariel's real. So I don't think there'll be any any uh, problem with suspension of disbelief. Think with four year olds. If there is, you should probably put them out of their misery.
2: Well, we can't do. We can't do a Blues Clues." Party anyway because it's been off the air for seven years, so there's no favors, there's no napkins, there's no. This is a, like children shouldn't have Netflix because they don't know that things are canceled.
1: I suppose you can oh. make your own <laughs> booze clues decorations. Uh, you could, de- you know, put a put a face on your salt and pepper shaker. You decorate your mailbox. Get yourself a blue dog. I just got
2: a letter. I just got a letter. I just got a letter because I owe one hundred thousand dollars to the federal government for grad school. Dun 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 dun. dun.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm looking at a Blue's Clues 48-piece favor pack for $25 on Amazon.com.
2: Hey, it might happen yet. Now, she did follow up the next day by saying that her next birthday, when she's five or six, she said she would like to not only have Joe come, but Steve... And Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper and Paprika and Blue and Magenta. And then she just started naming characters. And I don't know how she pictures them. Like, we've never had a talking two-dimensional character come into our house. I'd love to see what she thinks it's going to look like.
1: You could have Joe and Steve fight to the death at her party next year. There can only be one Blue's Clues best friend. So I think you got to tell Viva Blue's Clues is next year, and we're sticking with Princesses this year. You shouldn't have to shoehorn... Steve into, or Joe? Which one does she want? She wants a Joe. It's Joe.
2: You yeah, I prefer Steve if I'm picking, but uh, she wants Joe.
1: You shouldn't have to shoehorn Joe into your princess party. Yeah, because it's really thematically speaking, that's messy. It'd be a mess. I mean, just think of just think of what all the other kids and parents are gonna are gonna say when they're driving home. So I can't believe he would combine Disney princess uh, princesses. I sure don't with love Nickelodeon. Kid. TV show character that's live action as opposed right. to our animated
0: Viacom good. and Disney. I didn't even know.
1: I didn't even know what I was looking at.
0: What a mess! One's a two-dimensional cartoon and one's CGI.
1: And did you see those goodie bags? Ugh. <laughs> Tootsie rolls, really? Worst
2: metropolitan four-year-old birthday party ever.
0: You raised the bar too high. They, this is the problem. My daughters know their birthday. They don't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> they get a well, slap I... <laughs> on the back. So I get to surprise them. They get to get their old man beer. <laughs> a beer. Half, a half-eaten piece of cake for their fourth birthday, <laughs> and they'll be appreciative.
2: I'm not going to put a cigarette on you n- n- until <laughs> sundown.
0: Yeah, that's tough, man. You The bar is really high. Oh,
2: man. And we can't decide if it's going to be... There's a lot of boys coming. She knows more boys than girls. So do you make it a princess and pirate party so that the boys can dress like pirates? Or do you make it a princess and princess – sorry, a princess and prince party
1: and the boys dress like princes? Because that's weird and not very exciting. I don't think the boys are going to want to dress like princes. I
0: think you should make them dress like prince. If I'm a parent, I don't <laughs> –
1: yeah, There you go. Princess and prince party. If I'm a parent, I don't know that I want – like there's, that's too much pressure. To have to dress my kid up as a prince, or, prince or a princess, I don't. I, I there's too much pressure. I wouldn't. I would come up with a reason why my kid can't go to the party. Then you
3: are know?
2: all these kids gonna have to dress up? to dress up. Oh, the parents, the kids, the furniture, everything's dressing up. What? I'm gonna be Prince Eric. The mm. parents? You're making parents dress up? Well, it's optional, really. You're a I went to a great uh, birthday party of the other day that was a superhero theme, but they said wear your T-shirt. So everybody, okay. kids and and adults, everybody had a superhero T-shirt on, which kind of in this day and age everybody
0: already has.
1: Oh, I'm exhausted so, just thinking about it.
2: Oh, it
0: scares me. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not living among people who expect things of me. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so over the top. Expecting parents to wear certain clothes? I'd be
2: bummed out if it didn't if it wasn't required because i'd want to and i'd hate to walk in and you know dress like the beast when the invitation didn't say anything about wearing a buffalo head to the party
0: right but you're (laughs) in the theater and most of these parents are accountants like are most of these people
2: that that may not be true
0: at this particular party oh okay (laughs) i just picture a lot of swearing (laughs) happening on the car ride to your house Well, folks, it's time
1: for another episode of The Paternity Test to show the kids that hitchhiking is cheaper than Uber and a great way to meet new friends.
0: Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com.
2: Catch us Tuesdays at Chicagoparent.com and call our voicemail 657 Bad Dads. Tell us about the many vasectomies you've had. And tell your friends about the show. Consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at PaternityPodcast.com. Money
1: makes the show go around. All right, everybody, remember if you're looking for a little bit of a loan time, why not schedule as many elective surgeries as your insurance will allow? And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test.